evening. I'll call to get to order this uh, Astoria City Council meeting of December 17th, 2018. Uh, roll call, Mr. Pearson. Councilor Denver Will. Here. Councilor Brownson. Here. Councilor Price. Here. Councilor Jones. Here. Mayor LeMere. Here. Thank you. Uh, first item is the reports of councilors. Uh, Councilor Jones. Uh, good evening, Mayor. I just, since there are some people here that weren't here for the recognition a few minutes ago for the boards and, and uh, committee and commission members, as well as the recognition of the departing councilors, I just wanted to say once more, since I won't be here at Thursday's meeting, I'll be dialing in. I'll, uh, although I'm very much looking forward to working with Councilor Herman and Councilor Roca and Councilor Future Draft Pick to be determined. Um, I'm really going to miss working with Councilor Price and Councilor Memmowell and Mayor Lemire. You've been uh, professionals and uh, collegial, and as the mayor indicated in her remarks, even though we have a lot of split votes, that's actually a sign of, I think, a very healthy, functioning, representative body. If we had five to zero votes, we would not be representing our community. And it's just great that we can debate and, and vote and get along great and work together so well. I'm going to miss all of them. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I think I've had my say, and I thank you all, too. And it's a bittersweet night, and I love you all, and peace out. Councilor <laughs> <laughs> Brown. I have nothing to report tonight. Thank you. Councilor Um I was just thinking uh, during Bruce Jones's comments that I still like him, even though we've disagreed many times. <laughs> and I feel that way about everyone up here. You know, I, I do feel as though democracy is alive and well in Astoria. Um, I will miss uh, be, being here, but uh, I've got plenty to uh, fill my cup and to offer Astoria um, improvements in other ways. I'd like to acknowledge uh, another counselor, somebody from the Student Council of Lewis and Clark Elementary who's here tonight, Amelia Nemlowell, fifth grader. Stand up, Amelia. <laughs> And again, just thank you to all of you for your support over the four years that I've been in uh, the mayorship. <laughs> it's really been a wonderful experience, and uh, I appreciate all of you. Uh, any changes to the agenda? No changes. Okay. Our consent calendar is approved with just one uh, motion unless someone has an objection uh, or wants to have an item removed. Any Request. No citizen request. Okay, anyone on the council want to remove anything? Okay, could I have a motion? I move we approve the consent calendar. Second. Okay, um, Ms. Brooks? Councilor Nanwa? Aye. Councilor Brownson? Aye. Councilor Price? Aye. Councilor Jones? Aye. Mayor Lemire? Aye. Thank you. Okay, our first item, uh, regular agenda item, is the second reading and adoption of an ordinance which modifies multiple city codes to correct state legislative changes. The first reading of this ordinance was held at your December 3rd meeting, and this is coming out of an audit of our municipal code, our city code, with regards to references to Oregon revised statutes. And um, there were several sections which um, were identified as needing to be changed because some sections have changed numbers while other areas have been repealed. 
It's recommended that council consider conducting a second reading of the ordinance tonight and adopt the ordinance amending the code sections noted in the memorandum. Okay, uh, Ms. Brooks? <coughs> An ordinance modifying multiple city codes to correct state legislative changes. I move we adopt the ordinance amending <coughs> those multiple city code sections. Second. Okay, and we need a roll call on that. Mr. Dirk McLean. Councilor Dumbledore? Aye. Councilor Brownson? Aye. Councilor Price? Aye. 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 Thank you. Uh, Scandinavian Heritage Park Design. At your December 17th, 2017 meeting, I think this was uh, during the Boards and Commissions reception last year, last year uh, we had uh, the uh, members of the Astoria Scandinavian Heritage Association here uh, for a presentation and for a request for an amendment between the city of Astoria and that organization uh, to do improvements on a city-owned property located at 1590 Marine Drive. And this site is known as the People Places Park. The, after the, uh, the agreement was approved, the Astoria Scandinavian Heritage Association hired the consulting firm of West Studios to prepare uh, landscape architecture plans for parks improvements uh, to be placed at uh, people places. I would note that uh, the association will request a name change by the city council uh, to change the park to Scandinavian Heritage Park uh, once their plans have been approved and construction begins on that facility. Rosemary Johnson, who has uh, been working with them uh, over the past, uh, really past nine months, has been assisting in coordinating between the design of the project and also uh, working through the steps in the process uh, to be able to go through a land use entitlement process and to also work uh, to be able to go through the provisions in the agreement which says ultimately the design would be brought back to city council for review. That's what's happening this evening. So the draft plans were presented to the Parks Board at their October 24th meeting and then subsequently the Historic Landmarks Commission reviewed and approved a new construction permit uh, for the park improvements at the November 20th meeting. And then the Parks Board had a final review of the design at their December 5th meeting and recommended that the City Council approve the design and the plans as submitted. So tonight it's recommended that Council review the proposed plans by the Astoria Scandinavian Heritage Association for the Scandinavian Heritage Park and consider adopting the design. And I believe there's a presentation that's going to happen tonight. Good evening. Lord Matthews, 1827th Street. I am the current uh, president of the Astoria Scandinavian Heritage Association. I've been involved with the Scandinavian Festival and the Heritage Association for many years. I do have a few people here with me to, to make some presentations after I make a few remarks. Judy Lampy, who is heading up our Parks Committee. Also, Janet Bowler, who has done a lot, a lot of work on, on this and in uh, the background uh, trying to write grants and all. And Audrey West from West Studios, who has come down from the Seattle area this evening. 
So along with some other people with their flags and costumes or insignias, I was going to wear my costume, but I mean, you would have thought I was a doorman, so I thought I'd better just wear the sweater. Um, anyway, um, and Rosemary Johnson, of course, has been working very diligently with us. You know, just to review a little bit, we started out on this uh, a good number of years, over all the years, we've talked about doing something uh, other than, you know, to make some kind of alignment for the Scandinavian uh, Festival. And uh, about two years ago, we decided to look into it seriously for our 50th uh, anniversary of the festival. And uh, anyway, when we came up with it, uh, finally started looking at looking at sites, of course, and we finally settled on the one down there because the fact that it is a park and we wanted to simply enhance that park and make it uh, into a nice park. Uh, in my wildest dreams, I didn't think it was going to take us two years to get to this point, but here we are. And even understanding how government works, I'm not a little, you know, but no, not two years. But here we are. And uh, so anyway, I'm not going to say a whole lot more because Judy has worked so hard on this and has all the background on her to go over it. So thank you for having us here this evening and for also the commissions who have heard us and uh, also, you know, got us to this point. Judith Lampy, 605 Alternate Highway 101 in Warrington, Oregon. Thank you for having us here this evening, and it's been a true pleasure working with the city staff. Uh, Jonah and Rosemary have just been a delight and very, very helpful. Uh, also, I want to thank you, tell everybody happy holidays. Uh, <clears throat> planning for the park has been, uh, we've been progressing right on the timeline that we set. It's going very well. And I just want to do a quick review. Um, our goal was to build a low-maintenance park, create a visible monument in a public location with lots of foot traffic, close to regional attractions, easily accessible, and close to parking. We will be paying to add a ADA uh, parking spot there at the park parking lot. And we want to educate the public and the visitors to our city about Astoria's Scandinavian heritage and how the Scandinavians contributed to the fabric of this community. <clears throat> we want to celebrate and remember our community's roots and traditions. I also want to say that the Astoria Scandinavian Park is not a new park. It is an enhancement to a current park. And there were some concerns at the Park and, board, park and Rec Board about maintenance of the park. <clears throat> we expect no new maintenance is anticipated by the City of Astoria Park and Rec Board. It is OSHA's responsibility as outlined in the Memorandum of Understanding with the City. OSHA and the Rotary Club have signed a mutual um, memorandum of understanding also. And we want to ensure you that OSHA is responsible for the park's maintenance. And if Rotary is no longer able to assist us with maintenance, it is our responsibility to take care of the park or find a new partner to work with us. OSHA will not walk away 
from the Astoria Scandinavian Heritage Park. No city funds have been spent on this park, or will be. OSHA pays the consultant fees for Rosemary Johnson services as a liaison to the city, and boy has she helped us out through this process. We are not requesting the city for any financial help to build the park. It is our responsibility to raise the funds to construct this park and the funds necessary to maintain it. Once this park is completed, the citizens of Astoria will have a new beautiful place on the riverfront to enjoy this beautiful city. Tonight we have the principal of the West Studio, Audrey West, with us. And in a few moments, she'll be sharing the design, which is, I do believe, 90% complete. <clears throat> there was much opportunity for the public to give us input on the park, and the West Studio really listened to what the citizens had to say. <clears throat> the, schematic, well, the schematic design is 90% complete, because it says it right here. <laughs> All changes will be reported to the interim director, Jonah. The design plans for the Scandinavian Heritage Park already have been approved by the Historic Landmark Commission and the City of Astoria Park and Rec Board. At this time, I'd like to introduce the principal of West Studio, Audrey West. Hi, I'm Audrey West, 950 Hiawatha Place South, Seattle, Washington. And it has been a privilege to work with these folks and your community to come up with a design that reflects um, the Scandinavian heritage of this uh, city. Forward. All right. So the basic <coughs> elements that we um, set light on are that this park would include a large urban plaza that would allow um, multifunction of activities to go on. And um, the center of, of this plaza, uh, we'll walk through this, the park design here in a minute, but the center of the plaza being the Midsummer Pole, which is representational of all the Scandinavian communities coming together and becoming the Scandinavian community of Astoria. Um, one really key element to this park is its uh, accessibility, making it universally accessible uh, from Marine <coughs> Drive and from the River Walk as well. And that uh, you will see very shortly as well. But whether you're a parent with a stroller, whether you're differently abled, um, that it's easy to get into this park. Um, we're going to be uh, proposing granite pillars uh, embossed with the names of flags of Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden. And also, there'll be the opportunity to fly season, uh, seasonally at special events, uh, the, the real flags for each of these countries. And then throughout the park, uh, we have a, a collection of interpretive uh, panels that will be explaining the heritage and the immigrant contributions to Astoria. Um, and then marking the park on either end and also, sorry, that's changed up just slightly. Marking the park at either end with ruins, um, rune stones, uh, 
there's also going to be a new donated um, slab of granite uh, that will be the main entry sign. And then one of the key elements too is making ensuring that this is a safe and secure park. So maintaining uh, visibility and sight lines and including uh, some low-level lighting. So the main entrance from the Riverwalk crossing over, you're entering, um, you're leaving Astoria, sorry, <laughs> you're leaving Scandinavia, your countries, and you're coming up the Riverwalk there along the um, Along the ramp, we have different uh, cutouts in the stair railings that represent the different countries uh, that people are leaving. Saying your last goodbyes as we go up the stairs, um, <coughs> saying hello in each language, welcome. And then as you come up the ramp and up the stairs, you're arriving at Astoria. They came with their trunks filled with all their possessions. Here they'll be de depicted in seating elements that are formed as those trunks. And there you can see in the center also the channels that are representational of each of the countries coming together at the, uh, the uh, Midsummer Pole in the center. And as you cross through the um, cross through the plaza and pass under the arbor gateway with the different flags depicted on the inside. Um, you're coming into Astoria where you will learn through the interpretive signage um, about the different um, ways that early Astorians contributed as they came to the city. They came to work. Here's that change that threw me at the beginning. Changes so far. One runestone has been, again, replaced with um, a beautiful slab of granite that we're going to be able to incorporate into the, sun, uh, the park uh, design. And now I'm going to turn it back over to Judy, who's going to talk about <coughs> the new logo. Well, we've got our merchandising ready. And uh, we have our park logo. This was created by local artist Roger McKay, who also designed our first concept of the park. Let me get to the right page here. Okay, there it is. Anyhow, we're very happy with our new logo. We have the park's name. Uh, we have the waves of the Columbia River and the archway that the Scandinavians passed through and became Astorians. All right, and uh, some other changes were uh, the flagpoles. Well, we worked with the American Legion and found out that because we're flying other nations' flags, that we have to follow the international protocol for flags. So now the flags are all at the same height and the main entrance of the park is the river walk. So the American flag will be on the left. However, when you're on Marine Drive, you're going to kind of see it backwards. But uh, we just want to let you know that it's correct at the main entrance. <laughs> um, Rosemary is working with Moe's and the city for approval 
of a crosswalk that comes from the <coughs> riverwalk to the front entrance of the park. Moe's will have, be donating two parking places to allow a safe crossing for citizens and visitors to make it to the park. This needs to be approved by the city attorney and then will come to the city council for further discussion and approval. <clears throat> um, to end, I would like to invite everybody to Fort George Brewery on January 29th. We have been chosen as a nonprofit night. It'll be a fun event. We're going to have Scandinavian dancers, uh, Scandinavian live music, a Oli and Swen joke contest, <laughs> and Scandinavian trivia, as well as a raffle and a, uh, what do you call it, silent Seven. auction. So please join us. We're going to have a lot of fun. And then also, a few months from now, uh, Carruthers is going to be having a sit-down Scandinavian four-course dinner as a fundraiser for us. So uh, we'd like to thank the local businesses here in Astoria for their support. Um, the Astoria Scandinavian Association asks you for your support and approval for us to move forward. As we've already began our capital campaign. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay, could we, uh, any discussion from the council? Great plan. I like it. I'm just so impressed with how organized your organized your group has been. Um, you know, uh, making this decision is one that I feel I can do with great confidence that the project is in good hands. I would declare for the record that the artist Roger McKay, who developed the logo, <laughs> is my father. <laughs> I'm very proud of him. He's a great artist, and I think did a good job on your logo, um, but I don't believe that represents any conflicts of interest for my vote tonight. Well, impressive was the, the word that I would use too. It's really an impressive amount of work. I, I passed along to Mr. Matthews a little bit earlier the one comment that I received uh, from Actually, it, it was on Facebook, and it was the Astoria Christmas Club. So I don't know; it could have been Dulcie for all I know. But um, it was if you could add, if it was possible to add some uh, electrical outlets somewhere secure in the park, so that in the future, if the Christmas Club or not that you're the Christmas Club, but, uh, or someone wanted to add uh, some additional lighting for a holiday or something, that you could do that easily. Um, Mr. Estes, do you know if there's been any communication with the city and the entity that feeds people in the park about the changes that are going to occur there? I'm not aware of any specific discussion recently, but I'm going to ask uh, Mr. Dart McLean um, if he's aware of any communications with um, um, Corey, who coordinates the feeding of the homeless folks down there. We are at least as far from the city's point of view, haven't initiated that conversation yet as the project is still going through the approval process. Um, that said, there will definitely be ample time to do that, and it still will be a public space. Um, the nature of it, a character for everybody to use you know, in a safe, um, productive way won't change at all. 
Okay, um, hopefully the outcome of tonight's meeting will be communicated to that group um, just so they know what's going on. Okay, could we have a motion? I move that we adopt the design uh, in the proposed plans by Astoria Scandinavian Heritage Association for the Heritage Park at 1590 Marine Drive. A second? Second. Okay, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Congratulations. I guess if I have a comment, this is one of them when I was just elected and hadn't quite taken my seat. I think this was one of the first things that was brought to my attention when I had three cups of coffee. <laughs> Scandinavia Park. So here we are, two years later. Okay. Um, the next item is the county lodging tax. So the Clancy County Commission adopted an ordinance in July of 2018 which imposes a 1% tax county <coughs> on transient lodging for jail operations and for tourism promotion. Under the county ordinance, the county will keep 30% of the funds collected within the city of Astoria um, and then also outside of uh, the city and all other respective areas. And then in Astoria, the remaining 70% of the collected tax would be transferred to the city of Astoria's Promote Astoria Fund. And uh, this uh, allocation is consistent with Oregon revised statutes uh, for collection of transient lodging taxes. An intergovernmental agreement which recognizes the 1% tax within the city of Astoria and distribution according to the county adopted ordinance has been provided for council review. Under this agreement, the city and the county would enter into an agreement to implement the terms adopted in the county ordinance and to document the city's consent with the imposition and collection of the tax within Astoria city limits. I would note we have representatives from Palatsa County in the back row. I don't know if they have anything else to add, but I know that they are, they are here to be able to answer any questions. Uh, if the council has any. And tonight it's recommended that the council consider the intergovernmental agreement with Clatsop County for the collection and distribution of the 70% pursuant to Oregon revised statutes of the countywide 1% tax on transient lodging. Council discussion. Sure, I just have a, I do have a question and just it's a clarifying question I think. So, um, this agreement is it basically, is it saying that, so th th this is a county tax, so without this agreement, would the county just collect the whole 1% or is it mandated that no. the, the city gets its portion? Un under state statutes, um, the 70% um, of any new transient lodging tax added um, has to go to um, tourism promotion. Sure. In the case of uh, the city of Astoria, that jurisdiction falls within the, uh, the city of Astoria to promote tourism. So it, it, it it's by law and it would come here, but, but it's, it's of the city attorney's uh, recommendation that the council enter into this agreement to be able to address 
um, officially how it is designated and that it definitively is going to tourism promotion. Yeah, I, I, I guess my and my question sort of centers around the sense of um, because it's a county tax um, and we're collecting it in Astoria, so we're getting the 70%, they're getting the 30% that was collected in Astoria. Are we, who's giving who? I mean, it I, the, the state doesn't stipulate so yeah. it splits this way, right? Yes. So it so, is. So, so disagreement is, is, no, is the state statute. So state statute well, says. Well, it, it makes that 30-70 split, but how the county splits, divides the money that it collects from Astoria on a county tax. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of curious what, how that how that all kind of works out. Suzanne Johnson, assessor for Classic County. And it's my department that's in charge of distribution of the tax collection and distribution. And uh, we would be collecting it uh, from each provider. So each provider, um, whoever that may be, hotel, motel, um, short-term rental, whatever the case may be throughout the county. And we've been doing this already with our own unincorporated areas. So they would, each person, uh, that is providing this, this service or allowing uh, rentals would register and uh, fill out a, a form um, quarterly and then we would distribute. So on that form, the 70% is already broken out from our distribution and we'll send that to you quarterly. Right, that's the mechanism for yes. the thing, the system in place. So I, I guess I'm not quite getting clear on what my question is okay. exactly. So, because when the city of Astoria passes a transit tax, then we collect it all and it's ours. And the county puts out a transit tax. If there were no other considerations, would the county always collect, would they collect the whole 1% from everything in the county? I mean, if it was just the one percent and it was a countywide tax, it would be your tax, and you would collect, and it would be your money, right? Yes. So, it, but in this case, you're allowing us to keep our seventy percent. You won't be. Is you that won't be that really help? keeping it? So we will collect the whole one percent right. across the county, and then we will keep track of who's belongs to who, right. and that 70% will, yours in Astoria will go to Astoria, 70% of Seasides will go to Seaside. Does that make more yeah. sense? Well, I understand that. I'm missing, I'm missing. I think the question is, is, is there a way that Clatsop County could keep 100% of it? No, the state law. Yeah, that's the state, that's what I was going for. The state law says that 70% has to come to us. Correct. But the 30% could always come to you. And that's just by statute. That's all I was curious about, whether yes, there was something built in there. Okay, because you know, part of my, the only concern I have on this is that, uh, you know, I appreciate that we're going to make some money out of the deal, but I just want to be clear that the city did not impose this tax on our lodges. You know, we just got through doing that recently, and, and even though we're going to be the recipients of this, you know, it wasn't ours, our intent to do this, uh, to tax our lodges, and it, so just want to make that clear. Um, 
Council considered the IGA with Clatsop County for collection and distribution of the 70% um, pursuant to ORS 320.350 of the countywide 1% tax on transient lodging. Council, well, Councilor Nimmo, um, yes. is that motion uh, to approve? Um, I, I move to approve. Okay, yes. thank you. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, the last, uh, last item on the regular agenda is the Verizon lease agreement at Reservoir Ridge. The Astoria City Council has previously approved a lease agreement with Verizon for construction of a new communications tower, uh, which is located east of Coxcomb Hill. And Coxcomb Hill is where the Astoria column is located. This tower has been constructed to replace an existing tower located adjacent to the column. Verizon Cellular Equipment and City of Astoria Emergency Communication Equipment, as well as equipment from other agencies, has been located on the Cotscomb Tower for a number of years. Uh, it's the uh, city's desire, as well as the friends of the Astoria Columns' desire, to ultimately have the communication tower at Cotscomb Hill removed. So when uh, the new tower was constructed, Verizon installed, a, as a part of the lease agreement, a communications equipment shelter um, up at the location of the, the new tower. This building was to house emergency communications technology devices for uh, the city and also communication devices for the city of Astoria and also some partnering agencies. There's been an issue where there is water intrusion um, in this building and that is what has caused uh, us from not making that move until the water intrusion issues were addressed. Those water intrusion issues have been corrected. However, staff felt it was important to have additional provisions in the lease agreement, which would address the long-term maintenance of this building. So city staff, uh, with the assistance of representatives from uh, the Friends of the Column, um, actually uh, were able to meet uh, this last summer and be able to start um, a good dialogue with Verizon about this issue. And what uh, ultimately was agreed upon were the terms in this lease agreement, which reflects additional requirements, uh, which uh, Verizon will commit to um, and will allow for the communications equipment to be able to be relocated from Coxcomb Hill over to the new shelter. So tonight it's recommended that the City Council approve and authorize the signature of the First Amendment to the lease agreement. So when will the tower be removed from the column? Uh, that's uh, that's going to be a good question because we need to be able to do it when uh, we have the ability to get some sizable equipment up there. We can look at... at uh, at the weather tonight, this type of weather is not the best to be, winter weather is really not the best to be removing large pieces of equipment. Um, right now, at this point in time, um, we have been focused on getting the lease agreement amended so we can be able to move forward on, on getting the 
new equipment moved over. I'm going to say I'd like to be able to have it by by next summer, and I'm going to Chief Spalding. If, if you have, I'm going to say next summer is probably realistic. Is what I'm going to say. Right. Well, that's good that um, you know it might not take too long because this whole this whole thing was you know to remove the cell phone tower from the column. I mean right. that's that's why you know we've been working on this for years and years and years. So glad to see glad to see it moving along. Okay, any questions? Okay, we have a motion then. I move we approve and authorize signature of the Verizon lease amendment. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you. That concludes our final uh, agenda item. Uh, anyone out in the public have any items that they want to bring to the commission or the council tonight? If not, uh, we're going to adjourn and, and then re reopen as the Astoria uh, Development Commission. We're the same people, <laughs> but different group. So I adjourn this meeting. And if any of you want to escape before the Astoria Development Commission, you can do that at this time. <laughs> I will open the Astoria Development Commission for December 17, 2018, and according to our clock, it's still only 7 o'clock. It's amazing. We, we really worked well. It's um, 7.37. <laughs> okay, 7.37. Okay, roll call again. Ms. Brooks? Commissioner Dunlop? Here. Commissioner Brownson? Here. Commissioner Price? Here. Commissioner Jones? Here. Chair Vermeer? Here. Thank you. Any changes to the agenda? No changes. Okay. Uh, consent calendar is uh, just is the Astoria Development Commission minutes for November 19, 2018. Anyone have any problems with the minutes, or <coughs> we have a motion? I move we approve the ADC minutes for November 19, 2018. Second. Uh, Mr. Let's see, Mr. Harrington, you haven't been called on yet tonight. Aye. 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 Thank you. Okay, the first uh, regular agenda item is a request for authorization to sign a grant agreement for, for the storefront improvement program. So uh, we actually have three items tonight, which are all the same types of items, and we'll go through uh, each one one by one. and. I'll introduce this on the first one and just uh, on the next one, just go directly into the discussion. So the Development Commission established a grant program for the renovation of commercial storefronts in the Uniontown Alameda Historic District several years ago, and we've uh, had two uh, grant requests so far uh, for this area, and I think that some of the uh, publicity and some of the uh, discussion, which is uh, started because those two prior applications we've had more dialogue and we're bringing three to you uh, this evening which actually we're pretty excited about because this is exactly what we were hoping for uh, in the first place. 
So uh, 171 West Bond is the first item on your agenda tonight, and it's a mixed commercial and residential building located next to the Wanafata Federal Credit Union and the Golden Luck Restaurant. I would note, and you may have seen that the owners have been renovating the west facade of the building and have been now considering renovation of the north facade, which faces Bond Street to be more compatible with the historical character of Uniontown. Now, this building is uh, considered non-contributing historic in the uh, Uniontown Historic District, and there's photographs uh, included in the packet. And while it's not a reconstruction of a previous building, uh, it is an approximation of buildings in the area. It should be noted that the owners of the building initiated a re renovation project on the west side and then determined that renovation on the north may be feasible with development commission assistance. And since the contractor is already engaged on the west facade, it was decided by the applicant to seek ADC funds and to utilize the same contractor for the north facade and not seek further bids. Uh, the work on the north facade is anticipated not to exceed 49999 and if approved by the commission, the estimated grant would be 25% of the cost, not to exceed $12,500. It's uh, recommended that uh, the Development Commission consider the request and if in agreement, authorize the city manager to sign. And we have representatives in the audience uh, uh, here tonight uh, to be able to discuss the project if you have any. I would note that uh, Al Tollison in the back, uh, Al's one of the uh, planning commissioners I worked with um, a number of years ago when I was key development director. So it's great to see Al back here. Okay, uh, any questions or discussion on this? Uh, are we going to go item by item? Yes. Okay. Um, so for the first one, uh, I guess I would just um, ask uh, Mr. Estes, have you had a chance to see the work that's already gone on at the uh, Chinese restaurant and do you think that the quality of work is such that we should um, go ahead and uh, grant them permission to continue using the same contractor? Uh, that's what they're requesting, right? Well, it's not the same. It's, 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 well, they have a contractor that's working on the west side of the building mm -hmm. uh, presently. And they, the contractor has taken off some of the uh, siding and, correct me if I'm wrong, that's uh, changing out some windows on the west side of the building. And what they did after this is, is uh, had a designer be able to go and put together the renderings that you're looking at here now. So it was, it was I don't think this project was not necessarily anticipated at the beginning, but it's, it's, it's one that at least um, they wanted to be able to, to take on because of the grant assistance. And correct me if I'm wrong if I'm misstated anything. Okay, and I just I just wanted to get a sense from you since you've had a chance to take a closer look at the project that you feel comfortable uh, circumventing the pr provision that there uh, are more bids. Yeah, I'm I'm actually fine with it. I think I think this is an opportunity. Um, that we have before us to be able to get a building uh, which definitely is not contributing as much architecturally to the community to get it upgraded uh, to a, a design which I think could be more fitting uh, with the context of the entire area. And I think that that's, this is, uh, staff is comfortable with the single bid and especially because we 
are able to be able to be nimble and be able to make this project move forward within their time frame. Well, it sounds it sounds great, and I'm glad this program is is able to be a catalyst for the project. Yeah, I I'd just like to um, also say that I bank at one. I've driven by that. I've been watching the restoration on the west side, and, and from my perspective, the work has been been good. So. Um, I think it's great too. I think all three of these coming along right now is, is terrific. It's a great response. And you know, with Union Town of Warren coming along, coming down the pike, and, and that's what we want to see is that area just continue to look better and better. I'm glad you're taking advantage of the opportunity. Would you like to make a motion? Sure. Um, I'd like to uh, move to authorize. Uh, Signature of the grant agreement for the storefront improvement program with the owners of 279 West Marine Drive. Uh, oh. 171. Whoops, looking at the wrong one. <laughs> one over. 171 West Marine Drive. Plus one. Bond. Bond. Oh. West Bond Street. <laughs> Thank you. Just to repeat, 171 West Bond Street. Okay, yes, we've had that's a motion. West Bond we've had a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. Okay, the next one is for the owners of 279 West Marine Drive. You were just a little ahead of yourself. <laughs> so, uh, 279 West Marine Drive is a commercial building located under the Megler Bridge and adjacent to the Workers' Tavern. Um, it was designed in 1923 by architect uh, um, J.D. Wicks, and it was extensively restored in 2008. Uh, the building is occupied by Columbia River Coffee Roasters and the Three Cups Cafe. The owners have proposed restoration of the, uh, the tile and brickwork on the north as well as west facades of the building and for the installation of historic light fixtures. Uh, there has been some recently completed work that includes painting and front door restoration that are not associated with this project. There were two competitive bids uh, submitted for this project. The work on the north and west facades are anticipated to cost approximately $36,988, and if approved by the commission, the estimated grant would be 25% or the cost of work, or $9,247, whichever is more. There may be some flexibility <coughs> once the final work comes in. Uh, the total uh, maximum amount that could be granted is $12,500, so they would be under that, under that uh, maximum threshold, is what it appears. So it's recommended that the Development Commission consider the request and if an agreement authorize the signature of the grant agreement and we have uh, the owner of uh, this property here tonight as well. Well, this is a beautiful property already and uh, I'm really glad to see that, uh, thank the owners for continuing to upgrade it and restore it. It's really beautiful. Um, I would move that we authorize the city manager to sign a grant agreement for storefront improvement program with the owners of 279 West Marine Drive. I just want to say for the record that I go in there every day and get my cup of coffee for one dollar. Recuse yourself. Um, so I feel I can be impartial even with that. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you. And the last one is uh, for 421 West Marine Drive. So 421 West Marine Drive is uh, to the west of these properties and that we've had considered already and is a primary historic structure adjacent to the 
uh, Astoria Granite uh, building and across the street from the Portway Tavern. The owners have been restoring the building for several years and they've uh, completed a new foundation, been installing lap cedar siding and doing roof repairs. Um, there's been work that you can see has been happening uh, over the years and uh, they have applied for funds to replace 22 windows on the north, east, and west sides for new one over one mill guard windows to meet historic guidelines. The owners have submitted two bids for the work and have chosen the lowest bid. The work for this project is anticipated to cost approximately $23,328, and if approved by the commission, the estimated grant would be a total of 25% or 5832 whichever is more. Uh, again, in this case, there would be no grant that exceed $12,500 or we're providing the estimate. It's recommended that the Development Commission can consider this request and if an agreement authorizes the uh, signing of the agreement. And do we have the owner of the property in the back uh, here as well uh, to, if there are any questions? Yeah, I don't have any questions. I'll make another comment. I, again, I, I see you in town all the time and I've been watching the work you've been doing and I really they replaced the whole foundation. I mean, they've lifted up this building and they're taking an old building and bringing it back to life, which looks like something that was about ready to go down, pretty much. So, um, I think, again, another great opportunity here to help them out. I move that we authorize signing the grant agreement for store fund improvement program with the owner of 421 West Marine Drive. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? And thank you to the owners of these buildings who have taken advantage of this program. It's, uh, we're, we're excited that some real, really great changes are going to be happening along Marine Drive. So thank you all very much. Appreciate it. Okay, uh, any new business for the Development Commission? Okay, otherwise, this meeting is adjourned. Thank you.